Burr, 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 burr. That's what you do when exciting things happen. Only different in your mind. Welcome to Star Wars Rants. I'm Brian North and I'm here with my co-host Brian Seddon. Brian, how you doing today? Pretty good, Brian. Pretty good. And our other co-host, South Dakota Gamer himself, Mr. Chad Viss. Chad, how are Greets. you doing today? Wonderful. Well, today we are here again to talk all things Star Wars, from news to the films to comics to video games. So this week we just finished off Star Wars Celebration and Comic-Con kind of back-to-back. So usually in those times we usually have just a overflow, a tsunami of new information, which I think we covered in the last few podcasts. So now we are in that time of year where you just have two major events where they make a lot of announcements and a lot of panels and a lot of discussion and a lot of talk about the upcoming things of Star Wars, and you get to the next week, and there's kind of a lull, kind of a dead spot of new information. So that's where we're at here, kind of in that area where it's like, we just got a ton of new information, we're still digesting it, but we're still waiting for new stuff to come out, but as Star Wars fan, obviously we want something new to come out every single day. So I think, you know, we just spent the last few podcasts talking about Rogue One and Episode Eight, And I think one thing that we haven't uh, covered was something that they just kind of put in on Celebration kind of right at the end and a little bit at Comic-Con. And that's the Han Solo story, the Han Solo solo film. So guys, what do you Uh. think? What are you thinking about this film? And, uh, and you know, what kind of catches your attention about this new Han Solo film? Well, um, yeah, I think it's good. I mean, Han Solo is a, a beloved character. Uh, obviously, we know his end story. We know his, I guess you would say his middle story. This will be the uh, beginnings. So, uh, so I'm for that. I want to see him um, start out without the Falcon, and I want to see how he gains the Falcon. Uh, I know he lost it in a bet and so on and so forth. But, um, and then, you know, possibly how he meets Chewbacca, um, um, you know, how maybe his first meeting of with Jabba, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I haven't really heard much about the story. If there's any plot details that have been out yet, but, um, I think there's a lot of places the story could go and, um, I'm, I'm for any of them. Any star Wars is good. Star Wars. Chad, mm. any star Wars is good. Star Wars. Yeah. Any, any star any. Wars is good. Star Wars. Even I, the know, prequels. I wasn't, even the prequels, and I'm I'm actually hey, going to talk about that later. But uh, um, you know, I wasn't that excited about Rogue One, but as we've been kind of digesting some of that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm for Star Wars. Why not? You know, when are we going to get this time again where Star Wars is big and they're making movies? Because you know, at some point, it's it's almost like you think about the Avengers and, and the whole Marvel thing. I'm kind of over it. You know, I was, Whoa. yeah, I know, I'm Whoa. sorry, but I was really big into, as those movies were coming out, the Iron Man, the Captain America, the Thors, and, and that's not to say that I won't go see any of those, but it's kind of like the thrill is gone for me, um, because it's the same characters You're getting soft. all the time, um, 
So I, have you seen the do- Dom, we're going to change the subject here, but have yeah. you seen the Doctor Strange trailer? I have, and it looks good, and I and I will go see it. They will still get my money, um, mm-hmm. but it, I just the excitement is not there for me like it was. I'm still um, looking for Leonardo DiCaprio in that trailer somewhere. So, but back to, to Star Wars, you know, as yes. as this Han Solo movie, which I like to call it. We start seeing and start revealing more information about it. Just like Brian said, I think I'm looking for, you know, the origin story. I'm looking to see how he became the uh, man that we all know him to be. You know, I love. I want him to meet his best friend. You know, see how his relationship with Chewbacca kind of blossomed um, into kind of a the original bromance or you know man with man's best friend. <laughs> Uh, you know, Jabba the Hutt and the Millennium Falcon, maybe a little bit of Boba Fett. They're going to put him in there. Um, and for me, you know, you know what I love that they do, speaking of the Marvel movies, is I love how they take a genre and they mix it with other genres. Um, like I love that they mixed kind of some of the Captain America, you know, the first Captain America, the first Avenger is kind of a period war piece. And the second one is kind of a spy espionage type of movie. And going into these new Star Wars movies, yes, you take the old space opera genre, you know, science f- fiction op- uh, genre, but you kind of mix it with these subgenres to kind of make it a cool movie. So in, for Rogue One, you're taking, you know, that space opera of Star Wars and you're mixing it in with a, you know, a spy movie. And yeah. they have to get the battle plans. And for the Han Solo movie, you know, I kind of want to see like a classic smuggler movie to kind of make him seem what like what he always is. Yeah. I would assume they wouldn't start him at like as a kid, right? I mean, if they do, it's very brief and you kind of get into his 20s, I would hope. Like I don't I don't want to see Anakin Skywalker being grown up. You don't like, want to see any more pod racers. Life. Yeah, no. I don't want to see Han Solo in his, you know, 10, 8, year, you know, eight 9, 10 You year know old. how they could do is maybe he's going through some, you know, some stuff through the movie and maybe he's having flashbacks, you know, of his childhood. Because hmm. I'd be interested hmm. maybe to know his, uh, you know, who his parents were and kind of like, yeah, you know, what, what happened to them. And so, yeah. I love young Anakin Skywalker, though. I love any Anakin Skywalker. No. Yes, we know. I'm. You know, when he's on the pot, you know, it gets these socks, you know, when he's working on that pod race and he's like, it's working. It's yeah, working. That was real, real bad. I Did you see Gareth Edwards was quoted as saying recently that Han Solo will not be in Rogue One when there was rumors that that was part of the reason for some of the reshoots? He will not be in uh, Rogue One, nor will. He will not. Nor will. Hating Christensen. Christensen. Sad face, sad emoji. Um, you know, I wanted to see Hayden Christensen in the movie. But would you see him? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm always, you know, ever since I played the Star Wars Force Awakens video game, and you get yeah. in that fight with Darth Vader at the end, and yeah. Darth Vader, you kind of, he's like so beat up, and Force he's got Unleashed? half his mask. Is that what you're talking and, about? Right, the Force Unleashed, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and... Also, at the end of Rebel Season 2, when he's got his mask busted up, I've always wanted to see uh, Darth Vader on screen with, like, half his mask kind of busted up. You did. It was in in Jedi. Right, but I'm saying, like, a younger one. Eh. So. 
I don't need to see that dude. So no, looking, no Han Solo, no, no Anakin. So speaking of actors playing and appearances, Alden, Aaron Reich. Name. No, Al- that was terrible. Al- Alden, we're going to sit here till you get this right. Alden, the man deserves his name pronounced correctly. Alden, Aaron Reich. I think that works. Aaron Rich. Nope. That's definitely not right. Can we get confirmation on this? Oh, you want... Oh, that's me. That's my cue. Hold on. It's loading. Edit this out, Brian. Here it comes. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Brian, what are your thoughts on him? Well, first to comment on that, I don't know if that's 100% correct because... Uh, it's on the internet. But it's the computer. It's like, it's an actual pronunciation. I'm pretty sure if I threw my last name in there, it'd be like, Sedan. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm fine with it. I don't know um, what he's been in. I'll be honest with you, I haven't really followed much of the Han Solo story because I've been wrapped up in the Rogue One and the Episode Eight and Rebels. and. Um, but, you know, he uh, from everything I've heard from... Um, you know, other people, people are okay with it, and, and I'm okay with it, you know. It's uh, it's hard to follow somebody like Harrison Ford um, to play a, a younger version of him. So I don't envy the guy because uh, he's got a lot to uh, a lot to live up to. But, um, you know, I trust the uh, the casting, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. Well, I'm not familiar with his work, though. I haven't seen him in anything. I should probably YouTube his work. He's done uh, an episode of CSI. Okay, don't watch an that. Episode of Supernatural. Don't watch that. A bunch of movies I've never heard of. Um, he's he was in Hail Caesar, which that was nope. with. Uh, oh, I, I did hear he was in that, and that's kind of what got him some buzz, I think. Yeah, that's. I would say of the movies that I see he's been in, that's his like the one I recognize. Um, yeah, so. So I guess we're gonna have to check that out. Probably not. Maybe. I heard it was a terrible that, who, movie. Who else? Who's in that? Who's the main? Uh, like, George the main Clooney's in it. That's it. And then sure. uh, a bunch of other. I think there's like a, a lot of Hollywood cameos in that movie. Yeah. So. Do you know? I, the same. I did the same thing when I when they cast for the Force Awakens. Obviously, it's very hard to find anything by Daisy Ridley, just because she was practically mm-hmm. an unknown. Mm-hmm. I watched Attack of the Block with John Boyega. I thought he was great in that. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Came out a couple years yeah. ago. Um, the one that I really went and looking for his stuff was Adam Driver. I really okay, started watching yeah. a lot of other stuff with him, so I ended up watching like a lot of these drama and a couple of chick flicks that he was in. And I was kind of scratching my head at how he was going to come out as a Sith Lord. I really liked him as an actor. I thought he was real. You know, I, you had a good connection. I had a good connection with him, and you know, and I was just thinking to myself, how is this guy going to come out? But you know, ended up turning out right. I like him. I know Brian thinks so much, but no, he was fine. I think he played his role fine. The as far as Kylo Ren, the character, uh, you know, he's a little emo for me. But uh, you know, again, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm still want to see where it goes. You know, I understand he was the battle that he was facing within and um, not being able to live up to Darth Vader, and I, I think that you know, and his immaturity. So which is why he kind of lashed out and kind of acted immaturely. But uh, you know, I'm I'm still. Uh, I'm still a fan of the Force Awakens, and I want to see where the character goes. 
I, I hope they develop him into a stronger villain. Um, I, I don't think he's a very strong villain at this point, but I think that was on purpose. Okay. So, Brian, what do you have for us today? Wow, that was quick. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, I'm just going to um, – we, we, you kind of alluded to it a little bit when we talked about Hayden Christensen um, not being in Rogue One. And then um, when I saw that um, story, you know, I, I saw a thing where someone – they asked uh, Kathleen Kennedy about it. And she said, no, um, you know, about him being in it. Is it true he's going to be in it? No, that's not true. No, I can confirm that. He is not. And um, so I just want to – I want to talk for a second about the, you know, why there's this need to kind of distance um, these new movies, right? Whether it's Episode Eight or Rogue One or now the Han Solo film, from the prequels. You know, I don't, I don't buy into that because I, I you know, you you got to connect them. You got to connect these, and you know, we saw, you know, Tatooine was connected in the prequels through the originals. We got to see that in the prequels, but. You know, there was Naboo, there's Coruscant. I know in Return of the Jedi, you know, you get to see Coruscant at the end in the, in the newer versions. But, um, you know, I, I want to go back to some of these planets. I want to see Naboo. I thought it was a great planet. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, the whole Jar Jar Binks thing, you know, definitely can do without him. Could even actually do without all the Gungans, to be honest with you. Couldn't stand the way they talked. Didn't really like the way they looked. I thought their city was really cool. But, um but just this need to distance everything from the prequels. Like, I, I would like to even see some of the vehicles from the prequels kind of show up in an appearance, even if it's in the background. Um, so, again, I understand, you know, maybe we don't want to bring some of these prequel uh, characters into these other movies. But I, I think we need to see some of the planets, some of the background, you know, um, even just throwing some names out there. But I'd like to see more of a connection, and it kind of bothers me a little bit that we're not. Again, I wasn't a huge fan of all the prequels, but it's part of the canon, and I think it's important to kind of to link everything together, not to overdo it, because that certainly can be overdone. But this idea of we're distancing everything, um, you know, as far as our as far as we can from the prequels, I I don't agree with that. Well, how many years have passed since prequels in in the movies timeline? Um, thirty, I believe. From the prequels, you're gonna you're gonna call me out like that, Chad. I'm just I'm gonna have to edit all well, this out because well, I'm just for, it's not the just Force you. Awakens. It's, it's a lot of editing years. I have to do now, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, from, from Return the of the Jedi to or uh, from New Hope mm. to Revenge of the Sith. Sure. Um, seventeen to twenty years. Probably, yeah, probably like eighteen years. Luke Skywalker's like an eighteen-year-old or supposed to be, I think. I mean, okay. so the just, Force Awakens then, is about fifty years out from the from Revenge of the Sith, which puts it another, you know, close to sixty-five to seventy years from *A Phantom Menace*. But but Rogue One, you know, I don't know. If this is a hundred percent confirmed, but you know, we keep hearing it's going to lead up ten minutes to *A New Hope*. So sure, sure. You know, I can I understand what you're saying, but the the point I guess I was trying to get across there is it's even in some of the books that they're doing for in between Jedi and force awakens the stuff from the prequels, the clone wars is almost myth and legend to people now to where the kids that are in the Academy in the Imperial Academy just don't like, yeah, we heard about this death star. or We heard about this battle, you know, that was taking place in this really galactic war 
But it doesn't seem that way to us. You know, it's just that seems like a bygone era. Kind of like World War One is for us. You know, or, or even further back, say Civil War. We're, you know, we don't see a whole lot from the Civil War except for at museums. And I would assume that it'd kind of be similar that you're not going to see vehicles from 60 years earlier because they've moved on. Uh, I see, or even 30 see, years earlier. We see classics all the time. All the time. Well, yeah. even in Next even in a New buddy. Hope, even in a New Hope, when <laughs> when Luke is talking to Obi Wan about the Clone Wars, it was even a myth then. It was kind of like sure. a thing where he I said, don't know that it was a myth. Oh, you he said fought, you fought in the Clone Wars, right? But, you fought in the so Clone I don't think Wars. it was a myth because it was they, legend. They, right. it was like it was a legend, legend for him. No, it but they like, knew it. It's like if a guy told me he fought in World War Two, I'd be like, "Wow, you fought in World War Two? I mean, I know it." But I, right. I didn't experience yeah. it. Plus, you're dealing with and 20 years worth of a, of a tyranny where, where you know, it's not like education was pushed. I mean, if the empire is the sure. same thing as an empire here. Correct. Yeah, but wouldn't you, think that, wouldn't you think that, you know, so, like, if I'm a young person living in that universe or whatever, I would ask my parents, you know, where, you know, where the empire come from? I mean, I would think there'd be some conversation about, and maybe they don't know exactly all the details. Obviously, they don't know Order sixty six and you know who yeah. who Palpatine was, you know, as Darth Sidious and all this stuff. But um, you know, I, I think there'd be well, there was these you know these wars, these Clone Wars, and you know the the what what the Empire like spun that, was though. that the Jedi tried to take over the galaxy, right? Yeah, but so, on the real on the planets where the people lived. The Empire was oppressing and push, putting them into slavery. So a lot of times, it'd be like, take the Jews from World War II. Are they going to want to... I mean, you want to pass down your family heritage, but are you going to really want to have a bunch of conversations about probably some of the worst years of your life? That's why... I mean, I understand what you're saying. and This is all... You know, these are movies, not real life. But I, they, they want to distance themselves, I think. One, it's time-wise, but two, they... The prequels aren't well received, and so Disney and Lucas Arts or Lucas Films now is like, yeah, those are there, and we know they're there, but we're not going to give you put a lot of attention on them because. Well, and again, I'm not asking really for like you know, uh, for That's a right. ton of attention. I just I think it's okay to acknowledge the past. You know, I, I think sure. it's all right to do that. And by the way, uh, um, well, Attack of the Clones it says was. Um, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Revenge of the Sith was 19 years before New Hope. Okay. So, so there you have that. Well, I feel like they make an association a lot more now with Clone Wars, the cartoon series, than they actually do the prequels. I think that they give that a little bit more of attention, and they kind of cross-relate, especially introducing now characters from the Clone Wars, like we said last week, sure. into Rogue One. I feel like they give the Clone Wars, the cartoon series, a little bit more creditation in terms of canon and attention than they do the actual prequels. And do you think that's because the prequels are not well-favored, quote-unquote, today? Um, yes and no, but I just feel like the... I just feel like the Clone Wars has a little bit more uh, relevance in terms of stuff that can carry on over. Sure. Like there's characters from the Clone Wars that they can bring into, you know, the you know those old those old those old clone troopers that are old now. They can bring them into Rebels yeah. and Saw Guerrero. Right. They can bring him into Rogue One. 
I feel like if they go back to the prequels, you have to go into those characters. You're not, you know, the the prequels focused on Palpatine. He's in, he's in, he's in the new stuff. Focused on Anakin, obviously Darth Vader's there. You know, the only other characters are either dead or they're in hiding or, you know, you either have to do a Yoda, Obi Wan, Padme's gone, Anakin's Darth Vader at this point. Palpatine is there. Um, Again, and, know, I'm not, and everybody and I, else is pretty much gone, so I don't really know. I'm how not Obi-Wan's looking for them to to introduce you know all these characters back, or but you know, um, yeah, I, I just you know, where, where, where's Naboo? What happened to Naboo? Acknowledge. You know I mean, yeah, yeah, just acknowledge. acknowledge it. It. Where's Coruscant? You know what I mean? I want to see. Maybe they I can love bring Coruscant. Him. I thought that's a cool city. It's it's a you know the entire city is or the entire planet is one big city, and I think that's that's really cool, and I like the look of it. I'd love to see some type of movie based on Coruscant, you know, and maybe we'll see some of that in, uh, you know, in the Solo. Han Solo flick. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, so I, I, w- I would just like to see some of these some of these places kind of make an appearance. Just a little nod. I'm okay with a little nod. But, uh, you know, we're seeing, you know, Jakku as a copy of Tatooine. Um, you know, I at least give uh, um, Rogue One credit, you know, for coming up with, with – uh, you know the beach planet um scarif is that what it's called um and uh or no was that the beach planet that's not the beach planet Mm -hmm. yeah it is yeah okay scarif but so uh, you know something new something we haven't seen i'm okay with that um but you know i I still think we should see some type of a nod to the to the past coruscant's cool you got to show coruscant somewhere in these you know whether it's episode eight they could even do it there um but you know yeah. I don't well, my point is they shouldn't they shouldn't uh you know just run away from it or not even acknowledge it. Right. And I've heard reports going back to the Han Solo. I've heard reports talking about, you know, the Imperial Academy and the guys that they trained up. I've always heard stories maybe, you know, in legends, I guess, of short stories of Han Solo kind of defecting from the Imperial Academy. Um I don't know how true that is or how much information you guys know about that, but I've heard stories of that, of people Hmm. saying that's part of his origin story. So it'd be kind of cool to kind of see him being type of a a Finn character who kind of defects from what everybody else is doing and kind of goes off on his own. That would be interesting. So, Chad, what do you have for us today? Okay, so we've not done this on the podcast. I'm sure, and I've not done it with either one of you. I'm sure you've done it together, the two of you. But I don't know where we're going with this. Ray, Ray, who is Ray? Okay, so I was sent a video this week um, from a friend of mine um, that it wasn't his video, but he sent it to me saying that Ray is a Palpatine um, descendant. I heard that. We um, talked about that a little bit, Brian and I. Not on the podcast. Though, not, right? not on the podcast. It was just right. like a two-minute okay. conversation. Sure, sure. Uh, this is like a 12-minute video, and it takes a lot of the, you know, it's all con- it's all guesswork um, and trying to connect dots that may not even exist. But it brings up some interesting theories. Um, obviously, as soon as The Force Awakens came out, that was one of the biggest, at least in, in the people I talked to, some of the biggest... Uh, discussions that were had is who is Ray's parents. Um, we have JJ come out saying that Ray's parents were not in episode seven. Um, you know, and whether Han knew who she was or Leia knew who she was or Kylo knew who she was and all, all the, you know, speculations as to who she may be. 
And this video goes to, you know, from fighting style that she had that mimicked Palpatine's. Um, you could hear some of Palpatine's voices in her little vision that she had. Um, and the fact that maybe, you know, we had the Skywalker was good at first with Anakin, right? And Palpatine was bad. And then the Skywalker became bad. And then the, another Skywalker was bad. And then the good Skywalker had to come back and fight bad Palpatine and bad Skywalker. And now we're going to have a good Palpatine and a bad Skywalker being Ben and Rey. And how it just kind of crisscrossed and you set up the good and the evil still. Um, but it was flip-flopped with what ha it has been in the past. And part of the reason that's why Luke was so afraid to train Rey maybe... And that's why he left her on a planet, because he knew Snoke was out there. And Snoke was trying to mess with Ben, and so he wanted to hide Palpatine's descendant so that he wouldn't find her because she'd be maybe easily swayed or more in tune with the Sith side. Um, and explain, trying to explain some of that. Um, and even some of the anger that she displayed in her lightsaber fight um, on Starkiller base with Ben. So I would, we've not had that conversation recorded, and I've not had that conversation with you guys, but I don't know how deep we want to go into that because there's a lot there, obviously. Yeah, you kind of um, lost I found me it to be some of that. So, so you're saying she's, and not you're she's, saying, but this theory is, yeah, she's Palpatine's Palpatine. granddaughter. Granddaughter. They, and I, this video doesn't go into who her parents are, or how that comes to be. So that's a real big hole, you know, to explain. Okay, well, who are who's Palpatine's son or daughter? Who do they marry, and how you know, or how yeah. who do they get with to create Ray? But um, it's interesting theory, and and you know that's a big question mark that we really don't know fully who she is. Is she Luke's daughter? Is she reincarnated Anakin? Is she, you know, uh, Obi Wan's daughter? All that. Well, I don't really see Alec Guinness having any kids as true. young as Ray, so I'm going to knock out. That's probably Obi Wan. I mean, it, they even bring in the British accent and keeping her, you know, English accent as part of that theory because Palpatine in the prequels had a little bit of the English accent as well. I think I think what it really is, and nobody wants to, you know, go down this road because of how controversial it would be. But I, I think it's, you know. Two people you see together a lot through the movies obviously have a very close bond. And um, C-3PO, R2-D2, you know, and wow. you mix in the force, Dude, things before happen. Before you post this, things can happen. We, need to, uh, we need to make some money off this idea. I want to put that theory out there um, and try to disprove that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So what, who do you guys, like your opinion... Who who is Ray? Who who are her parents? Who what is her last name? Is it is it unknown? Is it brand new, or does it belong to a Skywalker? Does it belong to a a Palpatine? I still want it to be a Skywalker because I am a fan of Luke Skywalker. I'm a fan of the Skywalker story. I feel like though they're going to take a different route, and I think it's going to be. I think they're probably going to introduce somebody we don't even know um 
is is my feelings on it, and that's why maybe nobody really knows because it's a character that uh, has not been introduced yet. That's my theory. Okay. Here we go. I've put a lot of thought into this. Okay, and I think about it on a day on a daily basis because I do follow Daisy Ridley on on Instagram. So I get reminded of this on a daily basis going through my feed. But I have three thoughts here. Number one, okay. um, I all these kind of outrageous, she's the daughter of Snoke, she's the daughter of Palpatine, mm-hmm. she's the granddaughter and great-granddaughter of Obi-Wan, she's, you know, Count Dooku, Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, who, who knows what next week's going to put up. I really could care less of her to be a descendant of any of those characters. I would rather her, like Brian said, be a character of somebody who's new, somebody that we don't know. I never had anybody scratching their head making YouTube videos of who is Han Solo's mom and dad. You know, speaking of a Han Solo movie. so By the way, Han Solo uh, was orphaned at a young age, turned to a life of crime as a thief in order to survive <laughs> the perils of the galaxy. Um, but I'm not, you know, so in terms of having her come from a family with no heritage, I'd be okay with that. The second one that I'm also okay with is her, um, is her being a, uh, a reincarnation of the chosen one. I like that avatar theory. I like the force bringing in a chosen one into the mix. Um, to kind of always bring balance to the force anytime it becomes unbalanced. And I think that would make a good dynamic um, because all throughout Star Wars you've always had a great dynamic between the villain and the main. They've always had a connection. I think that's always what brings the great stories out is this, when the villain and the hero have some sort of bond or have some sort of connection or have some sort of beef that is something that you can actually believe in and something that's real and i think that's what's made the original trilogy so interesting was because you had this dynamic between a father and his son and i think that's what really resonated with a lot of people is this fight between a son trying to redeem his father and i think if they want to bring a little bit more heart into the character especially ray kind of take him to the next level you really need that hero villain connection i feel like her being coming out as saying hey i'm the next chosen one would kind of really bring another level to her and kylo or ben solo's hero villain relationship because ben as we saw through the force awaken idolizes his grandfather he idolizes do you think that would bring more more than even hey i'm actually related to the emperor and what would Ben think of that? Like you're you're not just my great, you know, my grandpa idolized him, but the man that my grandpa gave up his whole life for, you're related to him, mm. and you're good, and you're on the light side. Yeah, maybe I don't. Maybe you're not. Right? I don't know. What, I don't really. What I don't if, think really they they don't really talk about Palpatine though. He's not really that relevant right now. No, and I but, feel like her you know, him. You know, and she even says it. Ray even says it in The Force Awakens, you know, when he's trying to get information out of her. She's like, you're afraid that you'll never be as strong as Darth Vader. So her is right. coming but in I saying, I'm the chosen one. I'm I have the same power a... as him. 
I have more power. All than right, so I, I have a right. question. If if the this Palpatine theory with Ray, then mm-hmm. where does Snoke play into that? That's a good question too. Who is Snoke? Like, but you know what I'm saying, like. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe then you know he says bring her to me when he tells when Ben says, "I found this girl," and he obviously when Snoke says, "There's been an awakening. Have you felt it?" That was obviously Ray, right? Right. And then when he finds out who she, you know, what she's capable of immediately, and Ben wants to, you know, she's got so much power, she just needs someone to show her, and immediately Snoke says, "Bring her to me," like immediately. So, is is this girl of Palpatine a known quantity and searched for? And Snoke couldn't find her. Luke did a real good job of hiding her. Even told her her family's coming back so that she'll never leave this desolate planet of Jakku. Your family's coming back you, to stay. You're assuming we'll Luke you. hit her? I'm assuming Luke hit her. I'm assuming Luke probably was going to train her. And that's what this video kind of explains is that Luke was going to train her. He was really kind of scared to do it. But then when Snoke started messing with Ben and Luke could tell things, this, there was this evil around. And for whatever happened that caused Luke to leave, one of the last things he did was deposit Rey on Jakku, say your family's coming back, and then run. And that's another reason why when Rey shows up, Luke's, and even in the script that was for, like, describing how Luke was feeling, and then the novelization of the film, it describes his eyes, he's supposed to feel like fear, like hesitation, like, I I know who this person is, and man, this is a daunting task if we're going to do this. She found me anyway, and I know I have to train her, but I'm kind of a little worried about it because of who she is. I don't know. It again, you could take almost any theory and and make it seem real, but it ha- it has some interesting points. I think all your points that you just said feed more into the chosen one theory than the Palpatine's granddaughter theory. Sure, sure. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, from the day that they started talking about the Force Awakens, they said that the saga films will always be. Star Wars, uh, Skywalker family oriented. Well, we have a Skywalker, don't right. we? Right, so... Ben. Right, so we have Ben, but, yeah. you know, is Ben the main character? What? Ooh. What if Ben's the good guy? Right. Well, I've heard that, that, uh... I can't remember how the it's theory went, but at, that at the end, though, um, like, you need the light and dark to come together to defeat Snoke basically is how it'll go down. And so, yeah. you know, Ben's the sure. dark and, and raise the light and they, they actually work together. Um, I've heard that theory as well. Well, I'm saying what if, what if Ben's the good guy? What if he's undercover basically in order to defeat Snoke, he's got to give himself fully over except for that one little part that he keeps apart. And then Ray comes in and Ray's a Palpatine and she's actually, she succumbs to the dark side and you got ben turning around having to be the hero and ray becoming this really bad sith girl i mean that's way out there but i think ben needs to turn to the dark to the light side by the end so maybe he's the hero maybe he's the good guy i think the only problem with that theory is they would um you know obviously uh han solo and leia didn't know that because they were trying to turn him and you know, how does he go back to his mom and say, yeah, but, you know, 
I, I did it for good because I had to do that so that I, you know what I mean? Like, so I had Snoke would be convinced. And I asked my dad, I'm afraid to do it. What I have to do. I'm afraid I'm not strong enough. Will you help me? Yeah, I'll help you. What do you need? Anything. Yeah. And this is the last piece of the puzzle to convince Snoke that I'm, this is my last test. Now I'm on your side, Snoke. And now he can root him out or whatever. Right. It's a Snape killing Dumbledore. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Hey, you know. <laughs> That's a good theory. That's a did great plot twist. Did you buy your plot new twist. book, uh, Brian? I will this weekend, thank you. Yeah, you're, well, you're welcome. So, now that we have all those theories out, we love t- talking about characters. I'm going to bring up a character that everybody loves, but I hate. And that's our character spotlight, which we will bring up in the podcast every few episodes. We'll have a character spotlight of maybe a villain or a hero or somebody right in the middle. And today our hero spotlight is the great bounty hunter, Boba Fett. So, Chad, Brian, Boba Fett, your thoughts on him? Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> so, why, do, why don't you tell us why you don't like him? Um... My personal opinion, and Star Wars fans will hate me, maybe never listen to this podcast ever again because of this opinion. Whoa. But I do not like Boba Fett. And I know Star Wars fans out there are shaking right now. I feel that Boba Fett is very overrated as a Star Wars character, and I don't really like him. On top of that, I felt like the origin of Boba Fett even took the character to all-time lows. So, your mm. thoughts, and I will tell you why I don't really like his origin story and how he, him and his father fit into the Star Wars universe after you guys tell me your thoughts on Boba Fett. Well, the first thing I'll say is Boba Fett, if you've seen the picture behind the, like the break of filming picture with him with his helmet off... <laughs> Have you seen that picture where he's standing in the cantina? I've I've seen, uh, I've not seen that picture. I've seen a picture of the guy that played him, um, but much later though in life. Oh, okay. Real big nerd. Real (laughs) big, like, like mustache and big old seventies, which makes sense. Seventies glasses. Um, yeah. Don't look for that picture because it'll ruin your thoughts of Boba Fett. (laughs) They're already ruined. Um, (laughs) well then look for that picture. Um, yeah, I, he's cool. I mean, I got us, I've got the, uh, Bespin Darth Vader standing there with his hands on his belt and the Boba Fett figure standing right next to him, uh, when he tells him, you know, he's no good to me dead. Um, and he's got, he's a Mandalorian. That's real cool. Mandalorians are cool. They got real cool armor. Um, he's, he talks real, real cool. And he he doesn't really like if you really look at it, most of the stuff that is Boba Fett is outside. Like we've made it up as fans, his his coolness level and his like bounty hunter just escapades don't exist in the movie. We don't really get a whole lot from him. And then yeah, going back to the prequels, as a lot of the prequels kids were, real dumb, real real annoying. Um get him dad you know and his his dad decided to get a clone of his own but you know he's different he's a little different clone um yeah I, he's i like boba fett but i could totally see that the prequels would take 
Like, if that didn't exist, he'd be a lot cooler. He just didn't do much. I feel like we're quoting every Star Wars child actor tonight. I, you know, <laughs> so my take, I you know, I think he's cool. I think I think what drew people to him was I think he, he looked cool. Um, yeah. You know, he was a bounty hunter. He caught Han Solo. Um, he had a jet pack, right? Um, obviously, sure. Han Solo was scared of him um, or knew who he was, you know, and uh, so he, he had a uh, he had a reputation. Um, when you're mm-hmm. when you're watching it, you, you kind of realize that. Um, but uh, you know, I I'm okay with him. You know, I don't I don't dislike the the Boba Fett character. I, yeah, you know, the way it ended for him, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that was kind of lame um, to build a character up like that. But uh, you know, and obviously there's. Everyone always wonders, well, did he die or did he not die? Um, you know, that that could go either way. Um, question is, do you guys think we'll see a Boba Fett movie? Aren't they saying that we will? Oh, I think... Isn't that one of the... Is, spin, yeah. Isn't that one of the regular movies? Yeah. He was... Uh, um, just so I'm, you know, though, Brian, um, you know you hate him. He, in 2008, was selected by Empire Magazine as the 79th greatest movie <laughs> character of all time. Wow. wow. Top 100. So, IGN ranked Boba Fett as the 8th top Star Wars character. Wow. No. He personifies danger and mystery. Until you found out where he came from. That he was a clone? Right. I say leave it a mystery. It would have been way better. I think I would have liked him a lot better if he just left it a mystery. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot less cool being a, a regular clone. So here's what my wish for Star Wars I always wanted to see as a scene. I was always hoping that they did it when I was always thinking about, oh, the, they're kind of gearing up for the Clone Wars when I was a little kid, kind of seeing Attack of the Clones and everything. I know they had to introduce the clones in some way. You know, George Lucas did his best best job of explaining the clones. But, you know, and going into The Force Awakens, you know, seeing a guy like Finn being a, uh, a stormtrooper that kind of defects. And then you find out in The Force Awakens that, you know, they went from clones to, to having... Well, now in the First Order, they kind of take these kids and they kind of raise them as stormtroopers. They don't even name them. You know, they're kind of nameless. They only have a number. But we have a generation of stormtroopers that we've never really explored who they are. You know, they're done with the clones. Not in the films. Right, not in the films. Yeah. But they, they're done with the clones. Because they all and die, they all, right? They, I mean, they, all, they get right, old. They all die or they get old. And then come The Force Awakens, um, you have all these kids that were kind of bred up as stormtroopers, never named. They're kind of just an F1. You know, they, they, they have no identity growing up. Uh-huh. But the, what I hope that they explore now that they're doing kind of filling in the blanks between Revenge of the Sith and and uh, A New Hope, yeah. you oh. have this generation of stormtroopers that the, you know, the, the Empire has to recruit these men and they have to bring them in. And it's kind of crazy that you've always seen this, these vast stormtroopers throughout the original trilogy yeah, you saw those guys that worked the machines that just had the helmets, but you just saw all these stormtroopers. They all had different voices. They all talked differently. 
But I would love to see a scene in Star Wars where you see these men or maybe the Empire forcing these men into the position where you see a guy put on the helmet where he's just an average guy throughout the galaxy or an average alien and they put on that white helmet losing their identity as a person. You got you got to read the books. I mean, they've done more than a movie could do in all these books because once I mean, when you go from Sith to to New Hope, the Empire is the galaxy's ruling party and people are clawing to get into imperial academies. It's the best job you can have. It's the best hope a lot of these kids have of getting off-world and becoming a part of something bigger. And for the majority of most of these planets, they've benefited some from the Empire at that point. Um, Eventually it leads to the slavery and everything and the bad parts of the Empire. But it's provided jobs, it's provided resources, supplied to the Empire. And at the beginning, it's a good thing. And these kids want to be part of this galactic Empire. They, They don't know that Palpatine's a Sith. They don't know really even that the Jedi were all killed, like you mentioned earlier. They just know that there's this giant organization that has real shiny uniforms, whether it's the gray officer uniforms or the real shiny white stormtrooper uniforms, and it's an opportunity to be part of something bigger. So you have volunteers. Yeah, it'd be kind of like the, the major the, the Hitler Youth, or you know, yes, yeah, stuff like that. It's a that. major group of kids that just are dying to be part of this and are super excited. When they get to go to this academy over this one on this planet, this one's a better a better academy planet to go to because you get to be a pilot. You get to fly the twin ion engine ships. And they're living in a world a where they thing. think the you know the, like I said the Jedi the is the good yeah guys. the Jedi were bad and the Empire was good. So they're you know they're believing the propaganda that's that's the Empire has given to them. So they think it's the honorable thing to do probably is to serve the Empire. You know, they've explored more, I think, than they could do in movies to do justice in a lot of the books. So being that all these books are canon, I would have I'd be surprised if they go back and try to explore that at all. Obviously, when we get to The Force Awakens, that's different now. You know, you got a completely different group of the Empire and some off shards left from, you know, the, the, the last Death Star being destroyed. And you have a whole new way of doing things and that's where you've got the kids that never knew their parents and don't have names and it's a different way of recruiting right well i hope we do see that in some way outside of the books so maybe rogue one will show of it or han solo or some other outlet will show it but speaking of the propaganda that was shown you know that you said that these kids kind of jump on that's one thing re-watching the prequels as an adult and not as a child, I kind of like all that political drama and all that, you know, all the... Yeah, it's interesting. So seeing that side of it, you know, not just a kid seeing Yoda jumping around with a lightsaber, but watching, right. you know, the political kind of scheming the and, and the stuff yeah. kind of behind the scenes and, you know, the Palpatine kind of saying things and pitting people against other people and, you know, causing yeah. that journey from behind the scenes is... Um, I kind of enjoyed the prequels more now than I did even as a kid. So I kind of give them credit for being that kind of space opera, really, with all the drama that it that it that they wanted that you know George Lucas always intended it to be. Yeah. 
So, bringing up to uh, moving things along uh, here today, since I'm running the show here today, um, we want to move on to our next segment. So, question of the day. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> That's what you do when exciting things happen. That's que- pretty good. Question of the day. Title, which hopefully in the not-too-distant future we will know for ourselves. Episode 8 title. Brian, do you have a title for us and some reasoning behind it? Um, oh, no, I'm going to go with Star Wars. Uh-huh. Episode 8. <laughs> Episode uh-huh. eight. No, uh, Star Wars. And then Star Wars: The Dark Side Rises. Um, wow! And we didn't talk about this amongst these ourselves before recording, right? And you know, my reasoning for that is usually in the second one. You know, well, <laughs> at least in the second of the original trilogy. You know, you had uh, Empire Strikes Back. Um, so that's what I'm going with. I you know, it sounds good. The darkness rises. Sounds good. You would think Snoke and and rises. and uh, and uh, Kylo are you know gonna do something because they they basically lost in the first one. Um, so you figure they're gonna they're gonna come back and and I think we're gonna see some more plot development around the you know Force who Ray is you know what Snoke is all about and so I would think we're gonna see some dark. Uh, some dark force things going on. So yeah, the dark the dark side rises. Let's take that. It's good. I uh, I'll go next, I guess. Um, I yeah. The reason I said that we hadn't talked about it is because I wrote, and I was I'm not sure exactly. It's either this is what I have written down: the darkness calls. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Darkness Calls. Or something, the darkness falls. Something about pretty much right in line with what you're saying, Brian, is the dark side being, and maybe it's because I watched that Palpatine video, but I see Rey really getting tempted in Episode Eight. I see her being, more so than Luke was, um, tempted with the dark side. And here I am saying this, and an episode two ago I said, man, I sure hope Episode Eight's not like Episode Five. And then I'm (laughs) saying that's what's going to happen. But, uh... I think it's going to be a lot of... We're going to learn more about Snoke. I think the dark side of the Force will be explored here a little bit. And so, yeah, I said it's probably not as good as yours, but the darkness calls. Um, okay. So I feel like the title of Episode 8 will either go in two directions here. You, you always have, like, two or three answers. To right, but I try okay to think with. it That's out, right. and I like you're, to look at things thinker. from different... Right. I try to look right. at things from different perspectives. All right, well, let's hear these. So I really see things going two, day, two ways. Like you guys said, the Empire Strikes Back attack of the clones wasn't really like that. Revenge of the Sith was, that it showed the rise of the dark side of the Force in some way. So I feel like in your guys' direction, yes, the second movie is always the low point, and the second movie is always um, is always the one where yes, the the dark side has to kind of get a little bit more heeway to build up the momentum towards the climax. Obviously, so I feel like it's you guys title. are you guys are in the right direction of it's either you know the rise of the dark side or 
you know, the call of the dark side, or they can even flip it the other way. Wait, is this it? Is this is this your? This is going to be your uh, title now. Right, I have two titles. Right. Here we go. All right, so it, it's kind of the flip side. It's a terrible uh, name. That's weird. I don't uh, like it. Star Wars Episode Eight. It's kind of the flip, the flip side. side. No, but the flip side of what you guys are saying, but but pointed at the at the good guys instead of the bad guy, which is the fall of the resistance. Fall of the hmm. resistance. That's right on the nose on that one. Uh, so, I feel like that kind of gives the movie away, though. Okay, The Empire Strikes Back. That's another. What one. was the other one? What was? Or other I one? feel like, like you said, Chad, where it's gonna go. You can either go. In the side where the forced order is kind of getting heeway, you know, so you can also say the rise of the order, you know, the rise of the first mm, order. That's a good one. Rise of the order. The ri- it, it's e- I feel like it's either going to be the, I, maybe these are a little too cl- cliche, but it's either the rise of the order or the fall of the resistance. It's either what about that. Your- or the flip side, other direction that they can go is they can go um, in the direction, like Chad said, in, instead of focusing so much on the battling more on the character development which is i think the biggest thing that we're looking forward to in episode eight is ray interacting and getting to train under luke skywalker so i feel like the other way that they could go is something called like the path of the jedi Hmm, that's not that's not a bad one sounds like a book um star wars episode eight snoke's real pissed (laughs) well you know i think something we haven't thought about is um and again you talk about connecting movies um you know revenge of the ewoks you know because those little bastards get him out of this call um end him they they deserve he said a bad they word. deserve a comeback is bastards a bad word well no yeah. i mean if your kids are listening really. well yeah which do we know they're not? But no, they're not bastards. They're my. But kids. why do they need revenge? They already got their. <laughs> yeah, revenge. they got their revenge. They're they, living though? happy. Did they? Did you yeah. see those Ewoks die? Did you see those logs? Can we that not bring up the part strong? that the Ewoks died? Because that part always got me as a little kid. Where it's like they got their. Revenge, it's like the Ryan. explosion, and then the guy, and then the, and then you hear the screaming cries. <laughs> And then the other guy, you know, the other Ewoks going, Shakes him. going to his friend. He's like, eh, you know, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Not Steve, the Ewok. Anybody but Steve. Hey, so. Take Bob. Um, I think my title was the best, but uh, we're all going to be completely wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, we're not as creative as those people are. Hey, so this isn't a question of the day, but it is a question. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but this is like a a month or two ago and I meant to bring it up and I forgot, but Samuel L. Jackson um tweeted out that he didn't think Mace Windu died um, you know, in Revenge of the Sith. And um so I just want to get your guys' thoughts if um and that's nobody's confirmed or denied that. That's just his own thing he's saying. Um and he hasn't he didn't see any uh you know, nobody was given him direction to um interpret it that way but it's up for debate so do you guys think mace windu is alive or dead um i'm gonna say first off to the uh listening audience here brian Seddon does not like mace windu i don't like samuel jackson oh you don't like samuel jackson Um, i'm just not a fan i I feel like he plays that brian i feel like he plays the same character in every movie i just 
Um, so when he was in Star Wars, it just I couldn't get past the fact that you it, saw Nick Fury. I saw Samuel Jackson in a Star Wars movie. It's, you know, I mean, I didn't see Mace Windu. Mm. Okay, and so, I'm gonna take that, and I'm gonna say that's one of the reasons why I don't like Mace Windu. I do like Samuel Jackson, but I don't like Mace Windu, and that's you know I'm so used to Samuel Jackson. When I heard Samuel Jackson was gonna be in a Star Wars movie, I wanted Samuel Jackson, like. Pulp Fiction Samuel Jackson and not Young Wise. I want him to be like a Jedi that like messes people up. Like you don't mess with Mace Windu. Well, not he killed, this old. Uh, he killed Django. Right. Uh, yeah. What do you mean killed Django? He cut, he cut, cut his head off. Oh, Django Fett. Yeah. Okay. What, the f- what was the other Jingo? Jingo yeah, and Chain. Oh, jeez. Samuel Jackson. That's Jamie Foxx, not Samuel Jackson. Oh, you're right. Uh, um, I never saw that movie. Yeah, I mean, yes, because I'm telling you, my favorite Mace Windu was when he pulls out the lightsaber to somebody's throat and says, this party's over. I mean, I just wanted that, like, in the rest of the movies. And then a curse word should have followed. Right. Like, I just feel like I wanted more of that Mace Windu in in um, in Revenge of the Sith, especially when he's going up against Palpatine. So is he alive or not? What do you guys think? No, he's dead and gone. He, he could be alive. You think he made it? Why not? Chopped off hand? Why not? He, Jedi, it, Anakin made it. His hand got chopped and off. And he burned alive. <laughs> Dooku caught his hand off and he went limp yeah. and he he still made it. Darth Maul made it. Um, Darth Maul made it. He lost his bottom <laughs> half. I feel um, like everybody else took losing a limb. Um, more of a like more of a champ. Well, he was thrown out of the window at the same time. Right, but so, it's like no. Lightning. But if you rewatch the part, like even when Anakin gets his arm cut off, he just kind of like gets blown back by the force and he's kind of just like laying there with his arm yeah he like passes he out he's out. just kind of chilling he's like oh luke, no, he's luke out. screamed he's more out. when he found out vader was his father than when he actually lost his hand okay okay but when mace window gets his hand chopped off it's like he's staring at it. he's like oh, oh. like he, he's like in shock so and even Darth Maul's eyes just kind of popped out of his head. The Jedi have fallen distances. Obviously, he's way up high. But who knows? I mean, Anakin jumped out of his car and fell a long ways before he grabbed onto the back of another car. Right. Um, you know, he Mace Windu jumped off the top during Attack of the Clones way up high and jumped down to the bottom. True story. I mean, he landed fine, so I think he could be alive. He probably could be alive just fine. He could, um, but then where has he been? Who um, knows? But, I just uh, think it's very ironic that he electrocuted Mace Windu and chucked him out the window, kind of similar to how he actually died himself, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. So he had it coming. Yeah, sure. and Palpatine didn't goes survive around, that, so I hope Mace Windu doesn't. Well, sometimes you take father the good, of father you take of Finn. Anybody? Huh? Whoa! No. Whoa. Mace Windu, the grandfather Whoa. of Finn. No. Finn did fight with a lightsaber. Anyway, no, Jedi don't have kids. You're saying so? <laughs> after he got thrown out of the window, Whoa. then he went into hiding. Whoa. Then he had. 
kids. Whoa, whoa, oh, that statement just. All right, well, then right. Luke can't have kids. Then no, I mean. Leia had a son. You're right. You're right. Anakin Look what happened had to twins. them. See what happens when you don't follow the rules. Yeah, Anakin had kids. Ray's Obi Wan's granddaughter or Palpatine. But you would think you would think Obi Wan would know better. You know, that's the whole fact. That's the whole reason. You know, why Anakin. Not the whole reason, but Anakin's uh, rebellious side. You know, was the reason he couldn't excel in the Jedi Council. I mean, Mace Windu was on the Jedi Council, so you think he would follow the rules. But who knows? Maybe once he gets thrown out a window and Order sixty six happens, you know, he meets some hot chick and. uh, Throw that whole life away. Yeah. Or Yoda, before he ever joined the Jedi Order a thousand years ago, could have had a child. Thousand generations later, Rey. Uh-huh. No. Huh. That doesn't make any sense. Huh. And She's not good. You don't even need to put that in the podcast. <laughs> I think we're... Uh... No, you definitely got to keep that. Yeah. I'll put that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm Now I'm looking forward to the beginning. Um, so out of rim, Brian Seddon, what do you have for us today? Yeah, you know, I don't have anything fancy. Um, just an observation as I was in my local Myers, um, if you don't have a Myers, um, then I would assume the same principle would work in it. A Myers is a, um, an upscaled Walmart is what I would call a Myers in between Walmart and a Target. No, I would say um, in between a Walmart and a Costco. Well, so they sell bulk. They stuff don't sell Myers. bulk stuff, so oh. disagree there. Um, but anyway, regardless, as I was there, I was perusing the toy aisle. I am not a collector of toys, but occasionally I peruse um, the aisle, and I noticed there is a lot of Star Wars merchandise on clearance. And um, so, for those that collect, you know, it's probably a good time to pick those things up because as the Rogue One approaches, you're probably going to see a lot of Episode Eight stuff, um, you know, disappear off the shelves, and they push the Rogue One stuff. So you could probably get some good deals on some Star Wars merch if you uh, are a collector. So that that's my outer rim. Just more of an observation, a tip, if you will, um, hmm. to check out uh, Star Wars stuff that's probably on clearance right now before Rogue One comes and Christmas. If anybody is looking for unopened Star Wars Revenge of the Sith Ashken figures that I collected as a 12-year-old, they're up for grabs. Like you're giving yeah, them away? Yeah, for free? I don't, I don't, maybe we'll auction them off on the website. Giving away to the listeners. A giveaway. Giveaway. Was nice. You heard it, I heard people. about our first you giveaway. You heard it. So, Chad, what okay, do you have for us? Me? I don't really have anything at all. Oh, so, I'll, a, I'll just say. It's a great segment. Um. Hey, so what I will say that Star Wars related, um, and you've heard me talk about it as long as you've listened to this podcast, get the freaking books. Yeah, you're to right. The, this this whole universe. I did read. I did I read, read uh, a new dawn. I'm sorry, whose turn is I'm this? I'm sorry, but sir? I did read a new a new dawn. Just so you, you read know. it on Wikipedia. The plot points. No, no. Oh no, it. you did. I not. read it, and then. Uh, so I'm I'm reading this one right now. Yeah. Aftermath Life Debt. Bloodlines is out and, now, right? Yeah, Bloodlines came out before that one. Um, which I will admit my sl- slow of mind in realizing something. but Like that sentence? Um, the first... <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, 
Ah, uh, well done. Uh, the first aftermath book. This is a trilogy of after aftermaths. Uh, the very first one introduced a character, um, uh, Temin Temnin Wexley, and I did not connect the dots. Yeah. That that is Snap Wexley from The Force Awakens, the pilot uh, that flies with Poe, who the actor is from the TV show Heroes. Um, I don't know the Greg actor's Grunchberg. name. Greg Grunchberg. Yeah, he's in all yeah. of J.J. Abrams stuff. But I did not realize that until this book here when um, Wedge gives him the nickname Snap because he snaps when he has ideas all the time. So he's basically a teenager, and you get to see, and he's one of the main characters in these Aftermath books, um, at least up to this point, and you get to see his... Uh, rise to be a great pilot that um, goes in with Poe in Force Awakens. Did you finish so, the book? I am not done yet. I am a little more than halfway through. Um, and then I've got to, I'm have got. i going to go back and read some of the older books uh, that happened earlier. But if you're a Star Wars fan of the movies, I cannot implore you enough to read these books. It will fill in gaps. It will give you history. It will give you backstory. It will make you understand and look at the movies with a totally new light. Um, and it will give you some insight. And obviously this is all retconned, right? But it will give you some insight as to some of the things that are happening in the movies behind the scenes that they don't show on film, but kind of fill in some of those blanks. And some books are better than others, but if you like Star Wars, which listen to this podcast, we can assume that is the case, read the books. Read the books. Find a way. So that brings to my outer rim. My outer rim is always kind of the weirdest. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Tell me about your outer rim. It's so weird. Brian. <laughs> do you know it what so it is? Personal. You're making it personal, no. so I got to know. Brian, do you know what it is? No, I don't know what it is. I, I think you're missing what we're laughing at, but that's cool. That's why I love you, B-Nobs. What you got? Okay. So I like reading random facts. I have an app called UberFacts where it just gives me kind of a lot of different facts that I just get to scroll through and keep reading and bring up randomly in conversation to make myself look intelligent. But as I was scrolling through UberFacts, I... Got came across a Star Wars Uber fact, which is Zane, former one member of One Direction, got a tattoo of a lightsaber on his finger that glows in the dark. So, that is my outer rim. <laughs> Very weird outer rim that I found this week that even I, so prior, a hardcore... Prior to reading, did you know who Zane from One Direction was? I will not confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> but all I know is he must be one committed Star Wars fan, because I know even as a hardcore Star Wars fan myself, I would dead sure not get a lightsaber tattooed to my fingers that glue in the dark. Let's get him on this podcast, I think. Uh, he, deserves, uh, he deserves a response, you know? Right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, so that that was Outer Rim, and that was uh, episode five um, of Star Wars Rant podcast. So, you know, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. Um, hope you enjoyed it. We enjoy talking about it. 
Uh, next week, we'll talk about um, some more Star Wars news. Uh, we'll also talk about Mon Mothma. She'll be our character highlight. Um, stay tuned for another exciting Outer Rim segment next week. And um, who knows what else we'll talk about. So, But uh, appreciate it. Who knows? Uh, Chad and B-Nob, really appreciate you guys taking the time tonight. This has been a late night edition, um, which is probably why... Uh, um, we're a little giggly, maybe. Going to edit that out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Don't use that word. Giggly. <laughs> giggly. Um, what is this? Giggly. You're high girl? We're giggly. We're hyper. <laughs> we had a sleepover. We were talking about One Direction, so. Right. <laughs> but, again, we, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. Um, check us out on our Twitter. Uh, it's uh, Star Wars Rant. Um on Twitter, and then our um, you can leave us a message on our voicemail, 402-327-1138, 402-327-1138. Um, you can respond to our question of the day if you want. Tell us what you think you're, uh, what you want the Star Wars Episode Eight title to be. You could come up with a new question for us or just a comment or anything you got. Um, and if it's good enough, we'll play it on the podcast. So, But uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. Be Chad, appreciate it, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.